yo, yo, it's Matt Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. And you are listening to the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet me for the love of God, I'm blacking out, I'm blacking out, I just blacked out. Time for another round of the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. This is Too Sweet. Welcome to the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. I am Brett Blakemore, and to my left is a wall, to my center is another wall, and also to the right is a wall, because I'm in a new kind of temporary studio. Uh, This is basically just a transitional period for the podcast. Uh, As you know, last week was the last episode of Cody and Vinny, as uh, I graduated college and have have moved on, literally moved on. Uh, <laughs> they're still good friends, obviously. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of a weird state of this podcast. Uh, but I definitely wanted to get something out because there was huge news that happened today. Uh, and so that's what this is. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, one superstar totally relates to the biggest problem in WWE. And I'll tell you who it is. But right now, the biggest news of the day, if you've been online at all, you've probably seen it. AEW finally has a TV deal. TNT announced this earlier today, and they'll be airing AEW Weekly. This is incredible news for the industry. Um, they they finally did it. They put it all on the table, and there will finally be mainstream competition for WWE. Something that hasn't happened in you know decades. Uh, this is a quote from Tony Khan, which I thought was the most interesting quote out of everything. Quote, AEW is about more than wrestling. It's about a movement fueled by wrestling fans who have been underserved and perhaps even disappointed by what the industry has produced in the recent years. That is a giant middle finger to WWE. He's not talking about Ring of Honor when he's talking about that. He's saying, you know, look, WWE is pretty crap recently. And Fans are sick and tired of it. It's, you know, honestly, you probably wanted to say WWE has been crap for a long time and people are sick and tired of it. Uh, this is fantastic news for wrestling fans for us. This is, this really is for us. Uh, very pro AEW podcast, or at least I am. Uh, this means there is finally an alternative to WWE. And I don't think they want to, you know, they've, from what I've gathered, they don't want to compete directly with WWE. They don't want to go head to head Monday Night War style. My guess is they'll, you know, be on, you know, a Thursday or a Wednesday, uh, maybe compete with NXT if you can even consider that. But they're not, it's not the same market, I guess. Uh, they're trying to, I don't know. It's for us, you know. It's for the hardcore fans who love wrestling so much and the actual art of it. Um, I know there are many people like Vinny or uh, or Anthony, you know, who were both on last week, uh, who want they want more storylines. They want, you know, uh, custody battles with for Dominic or you know just stupid crap like that uh, or you know Alexa Bliss. You know, flirting with Braun Strowman another time, or um, how about John Cena kissing what was her name? Uh, not Eva Marie. Uh, I don't even remember Eva Torres. I don't know what her name is. Point is, it was stupid, and I didn't remember it. That's why. Um, right in front of uh, Zack Ryder, dumb angle, stupid. Um, 
But there are plenty of wrestling fans like me, like myself, and I know there are plenty of wrestling fans out there like you, who are just sick and tired of storylines like that. Uh, They've also teased the idea of wins and losses mattering in AEW. Now, that's an interesting idea. I'm not as excited about that, but it shows me that they're willing to try something different. You know, that's not anything that WWE would do is make wins and losses, you know, have a win-loss record. You know, on their, they don't care because they want you to forget about what happened last week when you know Kane went over somebody, some young talent. Uh, they want you to forget about that because that was just to build Kane up for eventually losing to Braun Strowman. I'm not still salty about that. You are. It shows that they're willing to put something on TV that is different than WWE to be that alternative, to be the sport compared to the entertainment. They're trying to give us something different and new to the industry. A healthy mix of WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, all of those put into one. Because there's going to be guys that put on WWE-style matches like Chris Jericho. There's going to be elements of that. But there's also going to be guys that put on a Ring of Honor style, obviously, like Kenny, the Bucks, uh, WWE guy being Cody Rhodes. These are all meshing styles, but they all have the overarching athleticist athletic first athletic first mentality of this is a performance but it's also a show of athleticism rather than a show of drama and you know soap operas um i can't wait for double or nothing it's going to be on bleacher report live which is something i wasn't even aware existed until today until that alert happened um it finally puts aew on the wrestling map They are no longer a t-shirt company. All your memes can go away. They are finally direct competition to WWE. Even Matt Riddle tweeted out something today. They're like, oh, well, this is about to be the greatest age in wrestling because direct competition. And he's right. This is the best thing that could happen to the wrestling industry is having someone who can directly go at Vince, or not even directly, but be a good alternative, not a TNA alternative, a good alternative that makes WWE have to be better. They're no longer a t-shirt company, and as Cody would say, shut it down. (laughs) All right, coming up in a few minutes, uh, Vince McMahon said something in an interview recently that is 100% BS, and I'll tell you why. But right now, one superstar totally relates to the biggest problem in WWE. I know I've been ragging on Lacey Evans for weeks now. I get it. I understand. I've talked about how bad she is in the ring, or how she's boring, or how she's a Kmart Charlotte, and all these things are true. However, I think she represents a bigger problem in WWE today. She is the hand-picked talent. Something I completely disagree with on Vince on the idea of is making up your mind about someone before they even step into the ring or on the screen. He did it with Roman and NXT. He was the hand-picked guy from NXT. They There's the only reason he was in the Shield. CM Punk wanted, I believe, Cassius Ono or uh, Chris Hero, wherever you want, uh, <laughs> depending on if you're an indie mark or not. But Vince wanted Roman, so there that's his push. He didn't didn't even know anything about him. And we know that Vince doesn't care about NXT, but he picked Roman. He did it with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, let alone, he granted, he did change his mind. Now he's doing it with Lacey Evans. It's basically this idea of, I'm going to make them a star whether you like it or not. This is something we actually brought up on the show not too long ago. Now she's here, guess what? No one likes her. It's not good heat. It's not 
it's not that, ooh, I hate her so much, I'm going to tune in to watch. It's cringe heat. It's, oh, she's just so bad. No one likes her. Why are you doing this? She's just terrible. Uh, ugh, I want to turn the TV off heat. He literally announced it to the world after Ronda Rousey was basically confirmed to be leaving after WrestleMania. He said, the three biggest are going to be Becky, Charlotte, and Lacey Evans. That's who we're going to be pushing. Well, Lacey Evans hasn't even made her in-ring debut. Oh, she was in the the Women's Battle Royal. So, uh, we knew from that that she was going to get over. No, you didn't. You made your you made your mind of it well before she got in the ring. Before any of that happened, you knew what you were doing. Her promo last or er, on Monday was so bad it almost made me turn the TV off. It was so bad it made a Becky Lynch segment unwatchable. I I had to power through just because I knew I wanted to record a show this week. That's the only reason I stayed through. It was that bad. It's clear what Vince wants is what he gets. It's done whether whether she's done anything to deserve it, which she hasn't. She's Oh, she's worked NXT. A lot of people have worked NXT. Kyrie Sane has worked NXT. Bailey, Sasha, they carried NXT. Lacey did live events on NXT. I don't, I don't remember a single takeover that uh, Lacey Evans was in. Don't remember. If it, if it happened, it was so unrememberable, rememberable. It was so unmemorable that I didn't. I don't care. I literally cannot name one time. She hasn't deserved anything she's gotten, but Vince has made up his mind. It's whether or not she's done anything to deserve it, whether or not the company likes it, and of course whether or not the fans like it. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about any of that. Because he's already made up his mind that, well, she's blonde and she's tall and she can do a moonsault. You need to have a little bit more than that. The universe is the authority. One of the great lies Vince McMahon has told, because that's just not the case. And this is 100% evidence of that. Uh, Speaking of Vince McMahon lies, uh, he said something in an interview recently. uh, Coming up in a few minutes, uh, the new Jobber and Aces of the Week, kind of. I've revamped it a little bit. Um... But I've got multiple for everyone. Uh, I'll get more into that in a couple minutes. But right now, uh, Vince said, speaking of his outrageous statements, uh, he said something in an interview recently that is total BS, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Vince, quote, (laughs) a quote from an interview recently. uh, You can find it on Bleacher Report, the article. Quote, anyone who wants to take off time can get time off. That's easy. In addition to that, it's easy to weave a talent in and out of a storyline. If they get injured, you're not expecting that. Or if they have a family matter. Our characters are real people with real problems. It's a revolving situation where this talent will work these dates and that talent will work those dates. Not only is this BS, it's the same WWE backstep from John Oliver's rant on them before WrestleMania. It's trying to... You know, it's just trying to say, oh, look, well, we're doing something. We heard what you said, and we're trying to do something. But that's all it is. It's just words. Uh, For any sports players out there, uh, this is the same thing as saying optional practice. If you don't go, you don't have to, but you'll be looked at in kind of a different light or even downed upon. Well, I was going to play you, but... You didn't show up to practice. It's an age-old lie people say when they're trying to seem nice and understanding. Yeah, I understand. We'll have optional practice today. You don't have to. You can take time off if you want. I understand. But really, 
it's just a cover my ass situation, especially in light of the John Oliver. Another, I mean, Vince loves to cover his ass on this type of thing with the Lars Sullivan fine uh, just the other day uh, for his extremely terrible and awful comments he has online, that parade of awful comments, and he gets a little slap on the wrist for 100K. Uh, it, granted, in wrestling, that's a lot of money, but still, you know, everyone else is kind of looking for blood. Point is, it's a cover-my-ass situation. We know that Vince is the king of holding grudges, and when it when he doesn't hold grudges, it's typically to just save face. Uh, guys like Paul London, Titus O'Neil, Jeff Jarrett, Dusty Rhodes, basically the whole Rhodes family, if you want to be honest, have all felt the wrath, the wrath, wrath, the wrath of Vince and his grudges. There's no chance someone takes time off in his company just because they feel like it and they don't get repercussions because Vince always remembers. Vince always knows who has you know, stabbed him. Well, you were in the middle of a storyline and you took time off, so we're going to put you in the cruiserweight division now. Or we're going to have you lose to Apollo Crews. Sorry, Apollo. Uh, this is just a lie. It's not real. This is simply a cover-my-ass situation because John Oliver called out many truths about WWE. There's no health insurance, which is something AEW is providing. I'm not biased. Um I don't know. It's it's just a lie, and it's plainly obvious. I hope I've kind of pointed that out. Um, all right, now it's time for the jobbers and aces of the week. Time for the jobber of the week. My first jobber, the Kabuki Warriors, not themselves, because you know I'm a huge Kyrie Mark. But uh, by the way, before I even get started, I I've shot my you know shot my shot before I even explained. Uh, so since I'm doing kind of the alone show for now, uh, update on that. Uh, hopefully in the next coming weeks. Uh, instead of just doing one jobber and ace, I wanted to get at least three jobbers and aces of the week. That way I could at least you know, have a good variety of uh, what's kind of going on in the wrestling scene right now. So instead of one for each, it'll be three um, until the alone show is no more. But I'll get back to that in a couple weeks. Anyways, first jobber of the week. Time for the jobber of the week. It is the Kabuki Warriors. Now, what I don't get about them is, is you know, I'm a Kyrie Mark, like I said. I'm a huge Kyrie Mark. I think she's incredible in the ring, and I think she's really attractive, but that's not none of the matter. Um, the Kabuki Warriors just doesn't have that ring yet. I think WWE, especially with these new tag teams, don't even get me started on the Viking experience. Uh, we've talked about that extensively, but I think the new names... It might just be a new name thing in wrestling. It just doesn't have that same ring that, uh, I don't know, even Undisputed Era, remember when that came out and everyone was losing their minds that, it, oh, God, it's a terrible name, and now it's one of the most successful stables in NXT history. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't have that ring yet. So this is kind of like a ceremonial jobber of the week. Just a little slap on the wrist, nothing too serious. Uh, next, time for the jobber of the week. My other jobber, the second jobber of the week, is the wildcard rule. This totally just craps on everything that the brand split was. It is overexposing superstars, which is exactly what the brand split is designed to not do. I don't get it. I really don't. I the Really, the thing is, and I think I talked about this last week, if I didn't, 
we're going to have to talk about this a little deeper. It's just to get Roman Reigns on Monday Night Raw, which if you wanted that, you shouldn't have even moved him on SmackDown in the first place. This is clearly just to get your top guy, or who you've declared as your top guy, he's really not, on Monday Night Raw every week because of the wild card rule. I has Roman been missed a Raw since the wildcard week? I would love someone to look that up for me, or I will look it up momentarily, uh, because I would venture a guess that he has not. If you don't want Roman, if you want Roman on Raw, then make him a Raw superstar. It's that simple. But you don't need him on Raw and SmackDown. There's enough people on SmackDown. Uh, I don't know, Daniel Bryan, uh, Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor. That is enough to hold a main event scene, but it's not for Vince McMahon because he has already had the hand-picked talent of Roman Reigns. Time for the Jobber of the Week. Finally, the last Jobber of the Week this week, Nikki Cross. Now, I don't like to do this. I don't want to, but I have to. Because backstage segments, and this is more um, the booking of her. I don't. I doubt she had this in mind. Um the backstage segments of her talking normally, like a normal person, and then she does her entrance with full gimmick, is the most asinine thing I've ever seen in my life. She's supposed to be a crazy person that is a lunatic. She's not Festus, who the bell rings and she becomes a crazy person. You know, it's she's Nikki Cross. That's her personality. Even if she would have showed like little ticks, like I, a conversation, we can work that. But maybe a little bit crazier, just like have a tick or something or a little neck twitch or I don't know, something to hint that like, oh, she is off the wall. Like she is on another planet, which that's her gimmick. It worked in XT. Why they changed it, no clue. Um, now for the good stuff, the aces of the week. Time for the ace of the week. First ace. Obviously enough, it's AEW. They finally got a TV deal, something that we talked about for months and months and months on whether or not they would do. And they even announced it before Double or Nothing, something I didn't think was going to happen. And they got it done with TNT, no less. That's something I can get on my YouTube TV, no problem. I, I mean, that's added to the library like that. Easy. What a! I'm so excited for AEW. I'm losing my words. I can't even talk about it. Uh, really excited that they finally got that done because I think the game of wrestling is about to be stepped up. Uh, next time for the Ace of the Week, it is Bray Wyatt. Now he's been an Ace of the Week for almost four weeks in a row for me now, and I feel like since I had multiple, I would include him because his segment, or if that's what you want to call it, on Raw was disturbing as all hell just the the mask he looked like slipknot basically he was he was a member of slipknot for this uh segment and it did its job it made bray wyatt interesting again he has a lot more depth i think um because it's more of like a jekyll and hyde type situation instead of just i'm a spooky guy look at my lantern i mean he's got to have a different entrance has to which sucks because, you know, his entrance was, you know, iconic, if you would say. But it has reinvented his character to be interesting again, which is something I didn't think was even possible. All right. Time for the Ace of the Week. Finally, it is Seth Rollins. Now, the reason I'm putting him on here, you know I'm a mark for Seth as well. He's an Iowa guy. Uh, I've met him. He's a really cool guy. Um, briefly, he he won't. If he's listening, he won't remember this. I was little. Uh, <laughs> don't call me out on it. It was brief, but uh, 
I think he made the Universal title picture interesting again. I love this feud that he has with AJ Styles. It's a feud that I've wanted for a long time. And they referenced the Muscatine-Iowa match that I referenced a co- last week. I talked about Muscatine-Iowa and that little match. They didn't say Iowa, though, so that's like a kind of jab at me, but whatever. Uh, they referenced that match directly and said that was the only other time we faced, which is which is true as far as I know. That's incredible that you have this feud who's waited that long. AJ Styles cut a promo after that match saying that, you know, this kid's 19, he's about to be the next star of the industry. And here we are, some odd years later, and AJ is challenging that some kid for the one of the biggest prizes in wrestling today. I think that's an incredible story. I wish they would have went on that even further, but my ace of the week is Seth Rollins. And you might as well, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, that whole feud, I'm really excited about. All right, that is going to do it for the Two Sweet Wrestling Podcast. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Two Sweet Podcast. You can follow me, Brett Blakemore, at B underscore Blakemore 10. You can find the podcast on iTunes, uh, Spotify, hopefully iHeartRadio pretty soon. Uh, tune in, Google Play, anywhere you find podcasts, except for iHeartRadio, we're working on that. You can find the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. We will see you next week, and until then, stay too sweet. <laughs>